Hello, all my creepers and my creepettes. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We got a doozy for you this week. A local haunt. A beacon of the Amarillo community. At one point. I would still say today, just a different kind of beacon. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. I I would say anyone in the whole freaking panhandle knows about it. We're talking about the St. Anthony's Hospital. This is one of the, I believe, the first hospital in Amarillo. I think in the Texas Panhandle, too. Yeah, it's it's old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're talking about St. Anthony's Hospital. Let's get into, we got a little bit of like background information, and then we got some stories. Just to give you an idea of the age of this building... On February 13th, 1901, four young women from the Sisters of Charity of the Incarnate Word in San Antonio arrived in Amarillo to start a health care facility that would meet the medical needs of the 1,422 citizens of Amarillo in the Texas Panhandle. For one, I can't imagine that few people. I can't either. I, especially, I mean, Amarillo is not just huge. No, but it's, it's bigger size. than a thousand. I went to high school with a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's grown a little. <laughs> but yeah, the facility's name was uh, St. Anthony's Hospital. Patients began to seek out St. Anthony's Hospital during an epidemic of typhoid in 1907. The sisters took responsibility for nursing the patients and the general public began to realize the devotion of the sisters. St. Anthony's Hospital went on to establish the area's first nursing school, cardiac unit, and hospice facility. Now, I do wonder, especially since it started as a Catholic hospital, were there doctors or was it just the nuns nursing oh, these people? That's a good question. I don't know. I would just, assume that they would have like at least one physician. Yeah. I don't know. Just the way that sounded, it sounded more like that's just... They were just doing their best to take care of people, you know? Yeah. Well, also, so where St. Anthony's is located is on the boulevard in Polk Street in Amarillo, Texas. Uh-huh. And just down like a block or so is the hospice facility. But that's not the one that is tied to actual St. Anthony's, right? I don't. No. I don't think so. The only one I know of is across, just across the street and is connected by the bridge. This is the only one I know of. Y- yeah. That's, it's not connected by the bridge, though. It's down. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I there's don't lots think... Of, there's lots of BSA hospice facilities now, though. Yes. There's several. And we'll get to BSA specifically in a, in a minute. But there, there is a hospice, or well, was a hospice facility right next to the old St. Anthony's location, but I think it was BSA. Right. Okay. The one I'm thinking of is BSA. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not connected by the bridge. Oh, I thought it was. Mm-mm. I thought there were two buildings connected by bridges. Mm-mm. In a boom of population between 1950 and 1960, the population of Amarillo increased by 84% creating a need for more hospital beds and physicians. The Amarillo Area Foundation began planning for a new hospital with the support of the Baptist General Convention of Texas. On February 28, 1968, 
They opened their door with 68 beds, and they were basically the competitors of St. Anthony's. Yeah. And we were talking before we started. I don't know where this one was physically located. Yeah, I'm not but... sure of that one either. They were, they were definitely competitors. Yes. But the Baptists came with their own accomplishments as well, which included establishing the area's first day surgery center and pioneering in rehabilitation services and occupational therapy. Which that does sound more like a hospital hospital, but also mm-hmm. it's 60 years later. Right. Yeah. There's a pretty significant, well, significant time gap and population gap. Yeah. Because what would 84% increase above it was just over 2000 or just about 2000 originally so we're talking a population of about 3000 people okay the amarillo we know still has quite a bit more than that but (laughs) but that's a significant jump in february 1996 the high plains baptist hospital and saint anthony's hospital announced the final step that they would consolidate as Two former competitors into one new healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And they merged to create BSA, which is Baptist St. Anthony's. Yeah. And that's what we have today, even though it's in a new it's in a new building. Mm-hmm. But that is But the original the- location still stands and it is still pretty sturdy, even though it's over a hundred years old. Yeah, and so one of the buildings in the complex is still being used. It's now an insurance company. That is what is on the other side of the bridge. Yeah. Is the insurance company. Um, I can imagine working for that. In, like, do people go to the bridge and just, like, look down at, you know? Well, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I have a friend that um, she used to work at that insurance building, and she said that they could get to that door, but, like, the glass was broken and all that stuff. It was creepy. Oh, I can only imagine. Like, you weren't actually supposed to go over the bridge. <laughs> No. Not in current times, anyway. No. I wonder what that building was then, because it's connected. Yeah, I imagine it was more, if it wasn't more rooms, it was probably office spaces. Okay. But I imagine when the insurance company came in, they probably remodeled the inside. Yeah. Well, I have, well, since living in the area my entire life, and also being fascinated with the macabre, I have always wanted to go into the building, but it's as I've always known it, it's always been doors chained, boards on windows. I don't remember it any other way. Yeah. It it technically was an operation when we were children. Oh. Uh, because the, that, that building well, was an yeah. operation in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. 90s babies. What, what? <laughs> 29? 29? <laughs> I just had a birthday. I'm 29. And uh, all I can hear is Schmidt from New Girl in my head. And it's like a terrible broken record. (laughs) And I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) But I can remember whenever I was in, I think I was in high school. I may have been a freshman. My mom and I, we were just having a girl's night out driving around, you know. (laughs) And we were going around the property and that's a weird thing to do on a girl's night yeah but you know us so it fits (laughs) it's fine (laughs) um but so we were driving on the east side of the building which is polk street 
which is also the same side where the bridge is that mm-hmm. connects the two buildings. Well, there You were driving between the two buildings. Yes, between the two buildings. Their main entrance is on that side, close to where the bridge is. And Mom and I were driving by. It, it was so weird, but there was a guy sitting in a wheelchair in the parking lot in front of the front doors. But he just had on a hospital gown, and he looked rough. And he also only had one leg. I don't know if that's significant or not, but it just, it was weird. Creepy. It was creepy. It felt weird. And I just remember staring at the window, just hardcore staring (laughs) this guy down, like, what the hell? And I look at mom, and I'm like, you saw that, right? And she's like, yeah, that was real weird. I don't think we made another block to come back around and see if he was still there or not. We just kind of kept going because it was super weird. Which, I mean, it's it's not in a great part of town. It's not. Uh, And it's always been, at least since it's been closed, it's been pretty run down yes so it is, it is possible that a homeless person went in there and got a robe well but so i thought that too but that doesn't that doesn't make sense why <laughs> because it was it was cool outside like it wasn't summer yeah. or anything and that was all he was wearing why are you just wearing a hospital gown out in the middle of everybody <laughs> but also like you had mentioned this is it's not in a great area of town anymore. And there are several buildings around it, but they're also run down. Mm-hmm. There's, There's several like um, warehouses and stuff in that area. Yep. Yep. It just, it was weird. Yeah. It was really weird. It's gotten worse too. Like, I don't know that there's a solid, a non-broken window in the building. There was... In the upper floors, there are. Yeah, in the upper floors, First floor, definitely not. Yeah, the bottom floor, or the ground level, they're all boarded up. And they've got, it says in big letters across the boards, too, do not enter, Mm -hmm. things like that. At one of my previous jobs, I was talking to a guy, and he said that he had taken a security job for out there, patrolling the place at night to make sure people aren't breaking in. Nope. I, you have to pay me a lot of money to yeah, do that. Yeah, he, he didn't do it very long. <laughs> and he had all kinds of crazy stories, personal stories, too. And one of them that really stood out to me, which happened in the same area where I saw this wheelchair guy. Mm-hmm. Well, Mom and I saw him. But he was driving around, and there was somebody that was knocking on the front door. Like, it was this lady and she was super distressed and i she looked raggedy and she just is pounding on the doors and she's like you gotta let me in you gotta let me in my baby's in there she's freaking out and so he gets out of his truck and he goes up and he's trying to tell her that this location is closed but he can get her medical attention if she needs it she just is freaking out like he can't get her to pay attention to him she she is going crazy so he goes back to his truck and he's trying to call somebody and he turns around and she's gone of course she is like then see her running away oh you're gonna fill me full of the fright <laughs> it was, yeah that one he it got, i got goosebumps when he was telling the story but he said i think he only had that job like another week mm-hmm. and uh, he had seen somebody walking around the property 
And so he stopped and he's going to tell him, hey, private property, can't be here, got to go. So he gets out and I think he had a partner that night, if I'm remembering correctly. But his partner went to get out of the truck and he went to go talk to the guy. I think it was a similar scenario. Like he just, like the lady did, was frantic and needed help. He just was trying to get help. And so they're trying to calm him down. He sat him down on the ground in front of the truck to calm down. And then he went to get back in the truck so he could tell the other guy what was going on. They both get out of the truck. They go back in front of the truck. I mean, they're watching the whole thing happen. Yeah. But he's sitting down so they can't see him. They get out of the truck and rock around the front and he's gone. He said he did go back the next night. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. You couldn't pay me enough, I don't think. Well, and we got the opportunity to help volunteer to clean the place up. Yeah. Um, a lady that I had worked with, her church was was doing it. And I mostly really just wanted to see the inside. I too. Like, I'd always <laughs> been curious about going on the inside. Yeah. But just because it's always been there, you know. Well, and I wanted to go through it for real. Like... Uh, not going through and somebody messing with you and trying to scare you like i actually want to look at it yeah feel the place out so the first day we helped we cleaned out an administration wing i was kind of bummed about that because i wanted well the meat of the hospital i think it gave us a false impression because it wasn't that creepy no it, it was just office spaces there was a lot of bro lot of broken glass yes. so you did have to be careful uh so we were mostly cleaning up the glass and ceiling tiles and there were still some of the rooms had, like, binders full of papers. Yeah, there was definitely uh, paperwork, and I think there were some patient folders. But also, there's no power on no. at the facility. So we're in there with, like, headlamps and, and stuff. And, and this is also why this part wasn't too bad, because most of the windows were open. Mm -hmm. There were even skylights, I think, through part of the entranceway. And that helped for so sure. So it was pretty well lit, this part of the building. But it was only open, like, that one hallway. And yeah. it was like a main hallway. It was like the whole building. You walk in, you have it a was, hallway straight down the center, and you got offices on both sides. And it sides. was two stories. We did two stories. We, were, we could go in both stories of this wing. And we got the wing completely clean. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't last very long. Yeah, because that was a problem. Because people kept breaking into it. Uh, well, and they got pissed that we... It was. It seemed like they got pissed that we had cleaned all that stuff up because... There was a, uh, on the second floor, there was like an atrium that you can look down into. Oh, yeah. And it had glass so nobody would fall over the ledge. And uh, they good. had broken all of that glass and it looked like and, snow in there. But by they were talking vagrants and yeah. addicts and stuff getting there. And, uh, God, do you remember whenever we were at the end of the day of cleaning and we had heard some noises mm -hmm. at the end of the hallway? And there was a door, and this door was chained shut. Yeah. And, and From it? our side. From our side, yes. Um, well, that door led to the boiler room. And no, that wasn't what happened. We didn't hear noises down there. He was just going to show us. Yeah. There wasn't noises yet. Yeah. So, so he was going to show us the boiler room. And just to see, I mean, it was the the part that we did go in. It was weird how pristine it was. I mean, it was dusty, but 
Everything looked top notch. I don't think there was anything to steal down there. Well, yes. So, so this is completely dark. Of course, there's no windows or anything in this area. Uh, but then we heard noises in the the deep depths of the dark below. Yeah, and he goes like chasing off, thinking that yes. there's people down there, which it very well could have been, but it very well could have been something else things that go bump in the night <laughs> i had enough of that it was crazy and he just like dove head first into it not literally but he just went running into it because like tanner said he thought that there was people down there and they're not supposed to be in there and everybody else was kind of like "Ooh, i'm gonna get out of here but i'm like you can't you can't leave him down there alone <laughs> he's fine everybody's fine <laughs> but it was for sure intense and he's making all kinds of racket and he's mostly trying to scare him away is what he said but it was not very safe for us to be there no so we had to be really careful yeah they kept warning warning us like be careful where you go you could come up on somebody yeah because i mean people they would get in there i'm sure there wasn't an ounce of copper left in that building oh no there were toilets that had Ugh. stuff in it. it was gross excrement yeah Oof. Yeah, all the toilets had stuff. Well, and you could tell that people had just been through and just destroyed stuff just for the sake of it. Just to be destructive. Yeah. Now, that was about the the gist of our first visit. Nothing super creepy happened that visit outside of the boiler room. Yeah, and I don't... We don't exactly know what anything was. It just was for sure intense. Yeah. Uh, but we we went what one Saturday a month was what they were doing because I, I feel so. like it was several weeks before we went again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when we went the second time, we got to enter in through the loading docks down into the basement. Yes, the loading docks went straight into the basement, and the they we were told that the basement was a part of the original building, and it was. Basement was creepy. Creepy. It was unnaturally dark. Yeah. It was, I mean, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face dark. Nope, not without your light. And I just remember, so the ceilings are lower, mm-hmm. which is common in later buildings like that. It almost felt like they were made of mud, like handfuls of mud slapped Ugh. on there, but kind of smoothed out, you know? And so they're tight hallways, they're short hallways, super dark. And you have to follow the hallway for a while before you start getting into any rooms. Yeah. So long, dark hallway. <laughs> and like like I said, you couldn't see anything outside of what your light was pointed on. Yeah. And uh, this one, it definitely felt like somebody was behind you the whole time. Oh, I just remember we walked through the like the autopsy room. Mm-hmm. Oh, the morgue, I guess. Yeah, they had coolers for there where coolers. Would they would store the bodies. And the guy, the same guy that ran into the dark in the boiler room got on the tray. Yeah, no way. And went inside the cooler. Like, they closed him up in the cooler. No freaking like, way. There's no way. <laughs> I, I worked at a, a funeral home for a year when we first got married. There, You couldn't pay me to get on one of those tables. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Even if you've been sitting there for decades. No, thank you. I remember going in the uh, server room was down there with the floating floors like most IT rooms have. Oh, yeah. That and was weird. That well, it was dangerous because you had to uh, – some of the tiles were missing. And it's a 
18 inch drop to the actual floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are computer monitors everywhere. Yeah. There was lots of patient files down there. There was one room that we came into scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, But it was like just a really small single office space. And I shined my light in there and it looked like somebody was laying on the ground. Yeah. And it was somebody that had made a bed there for themselves, but they made it look like somebody was under the blanket like somebody was already there yeah and they also it looked like there was a meth lab in there with it and we had to call the amarillo police department so that they could do testing and everything it it was not meth it was just urine <laughs> but it's they gross. made it look yeah. that way I, and i don't know why you would make a mock-up meth lab but... i don't know i mean i understand why they made it look like someone was in the bed to keep keep their stuff from getting jacked with but yeah and it was kind of sad too because if they're finding refuge in a over century old hospital in the deepest darkest depths of it times are bad and we had to like clear out their stuff and i do wonder if they were living in there they had to have experienced stuff i know otherwise that's what i thought about the whole time because they said that people would break in there to sleep in there or to get high. Otherwise, why are you sleeping in the basement? Because there's still beds in the rooms. Mm-hmm. It was it was weird. Like that didn't make sense. I first of all, why are you trying to break into an old abandoned hospital to get high? Ugh. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, if it if your inhibitions are lowered, don't you think that these energies have an easier way of messing with you? I would think so. Like I you're wouldn't. making yourself an Ugh. easy target. Well, but there so had that was... to have been stuff happening on the other floors, or else I would think I would want to sleep in one of the beds, not on the floor in the basement. Well, do you remember the? There was drawings on the walls in the upper levels, and it was yeah, it was like six six six, Hail oh. Satan, and so that was in the cafeteria. Ooh, I did not like the cafeteria, and it had all kinds of like creepy graffiti like that. Yeah. And I don't know why the cafeteria felt so heavy. I think was that was part weird. of it. The graffiti. I don't know. Was because it, the, it, the cafeteria had skylights. So it was decently lit up. Yeah. Uh, well, once you kitchen. got out of the basement, everything was somewhat lit up. Yeah. You weren't just in complete darkness outside of the basement. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when we were in the basement, we were... I don't know why, but I feel like we were in the autopsy room a long time but it was pretty big well you had to walk through it to get oh. from one end of the hospital to the other so we had to keep going through it okay that makes sense because then really i remember much in there i remember when they took us on the tour they took us through part of the basement where like the walls were unfinished it was like dirt yes and that was creepy too yeah that would that would match along with the original architecture yeah that was super creepy yeah and then they took us out of the basement and tour. Um, I guess some ex-employees had come just to see mm-hmm. the cleaning process and they toured us around the hospital. And that was really cool. Before they did that, we, so we had gone through the cafeteria and then there was like an auditorium area mm-hmm. and the auditorium had caught fire because somebody was stealing copper yeah. out of there. So uh, there was a lot of fire damage in there um i I think it was that's where the fire started was the auditorium right right. do you remember how much damage there was from the fire 
I remember that whole room being essentially charred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they they wouldn't let us look at a lot of the area around there because of fire hazard. Well, you could fall through the floor, yeah, and stuff. But I don't remember like dollar value or anything like that for damage. Yeah, it was a lot. It was it a was... decent sized fire. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell from the outside of the building, though. It was... No. Yeah, you can't see it that far. But I do remember we were walking around, and there was more, uh, like, satanic symbolism on the walls. But there was a guy in the group that had come to help, and he just started going up the stairs. Yeah, he went off by, like, was like they've been telling around us, by himself. Yeah, they've been telling us this whole time that there could be people in any of these rooms. Don't go anywhere alone. Uh, stay close to the group so if something happens somebody can hear you scream like it's in it's not a safe situation no and he just goes blasting up the stairs because he wants to look at stuff which i do too but like we're getting there yeah <laughs> hold your horses <laughs> um but also obviously obviously none of these people have watched scream you don't go off by yourself. Yeah. You don't say I'll be right back because you won't. <laughs> um, but he ends up coming back down. I wonder, though, if he actually went anywhere or he just got out of eyesight. So he looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> we started to go up the stairs with the group. We went we went through the whole building. Yeah. And it was I was glad we got to. Because uh, we only cleaned for maybe three or four hours, and then we got to look around. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third floor, labor and delivery floor, was weird. No, th- was it on the third floor? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. third floor is the current mm-hmm. building, also. Mm-hmm. So, but it it had been newly remodeled, like right before they shut the building down, and it is straight out of the nineties. Uh huh. Type of just the decor. Y- yeah. But it's like the the floor looks ashy, but it has the '90s yeah symbols and stuff yeah. like swirls and. But it it was so pristine compared to the rest of the hospital. Yeah, everything was brand new. They had nice like oak cabinets mm-hmm. in the rooms. The rooms were big. The rooms were big, and there was some patient folders on the floor, which I always thought that was weird too, because it was like everybody just didn't come back one day Uh uh-huh i mean i've had jobs where we've moved buildings a couple times now Mm -hmm. and everything we have we take to the new location Mm -hmm. it's just like one day they decided to shut the doors and never open them again you know yeah it was it was so weird like can you imagine that i I mean that that happens with every building has a pinch to that one day the door's gonna be shut and it's never gonna be opened again this makes me think chernobyl Oof. <laughs> that's kind of the imagery. That's kind of the the vibe it had, though. Yeah, I mean that's and that's kind of how it looked. Just everything left behind. It just has a lot of dust on it. Yeah. And there, like you had mentioned, if people were going to break in for somewhere to sleep, not very many of them were in those rooms. Mm-hmm. If there were beds in any of the rooms, like like pallets to sleep on. It was in a small office somewhere or in the basement or somewhere off of the beaten path, which makes sense because you don't want anybody to find you in there. Yeah. I, do you remember, like, we get into some of those rooms 
And it was almost like a whole complex of more rooms back in there. Yes. It was like a, a whole suite of offices or it might have been a lab at one point. I don't know. But it, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Just the layout of the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because you'd, you'd walk in thinking it was one room. Oh, yeah. And then turn a corner and it's like five rooms back there. Yeah. That was weird. There was a lot that was weird about it. And even the ex-employees that were touring it with us, even they didn't have a ton of answers. I don't think anything particularly supernatural happened while we were there. No. It it definitely was just a feeling. It was a, it was a feeling. And it changed. The feeling of the energy changed from different areas you were in. Weren't you telling me that there were like 76 documented yes. exorcisms in that building? Yeah, whenever I was looking up... Uh, more information about it there was it says that 76 exorcisms were documented to be, have been performed between 1909 and 1931 uh, one could suppose that these stories do well to point out how at one point in medical history we didn't understand mental illness and used religion as treatment especially in a catholic hospital they do exorcisms yeah but i didn't know that if I had known that, like, going into I probably wouldn't have gone with, uh, like, no. <laughs> I'm out. Well, you already kind of didn't want to go anyway. You were just there for, for me. Moral <laughs> <Moral> support. <laughs> I remember one time we were driving by and you squealed at me. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I was so mad. I was like, ooh, Tanner, look. Did you see that over that window? And he's like, what? Nowhere. Release blood curl- curdling uh-huh. scream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still a little salty over that one. I was proud. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and it was weird, too, after having been there twice now and been through basically all of it. I, when we would drive past it after that, I had this, like, lingering pool feeling to it that feels bad. Yeah. Yeah, I kept telling you, like, we're not going back again. We're going to go back again, and something's going to attach to you. Because that happens a lot. How <laughs> <laughs> don't you bring in any of that shit home? <laughs> well, God, especially if there was 76 exorcisms there. Yeah. And we're hospitals all... are inherently creepy anyway. We're already People dealing die. with our own entity at our old house. Yes, yeah. We were living at, at our old house when all that was going on. What if that's connected I you know I had thought about that at one point since we've moved, but also I think the dream started before we'd ever been to the hospital. They definitely had. Wonder if the residual energy just amped it up, or I don't know, had anything to do with it at all. I do remember getting home and like immediately changing and getting all the like leaving, getting all the hospital dust off our boots and stuff. Yeah, well, that was almost like a. Take your clothes off at the back door. <laughs> yeah. I mean, regardless of whether anything attached to us, it was gross. It was gross. It's covered in dust and who knows what else hospital stuff. You know, we had mentioned some of the equipment that was left behind, but there was other people, too, that had gotten a, a special tour of the area. And there was even a lot of lab equipment, mm-hmm. which I don't think there was when we went I don't remember seeing any. Because these were like tools and slides. I mostly remember paperwork and computers. That's mostly what I remember too. Because I don't even think there was any operating or, well, was there an operating table? Because we did go in one of the surgery rooms too. 
I just remember the one in the in the the morgue. Yeah. Well, and that that was like a cabinet. No, there was like a mortuary table in there. Oh, was it like okay? At, like okay. at the funeral home, mm-hmm. there was a ta- a table in there. Okay, I didn't remember that. I do remember. So whenever you walked into the loading docks, you walked in through just an open garage door. So the loading dock is huge. Uh, so it gets dark fast too because there's mm-hmm. just the one garage door open. But when you get to the doorway where it is the basement, we went to the right when you walk into that doorway. So there was a left option that none of us even went, and it was a deeper, darker hallway. Yeah, I remember feeling like you got to walk fast past that opening, you know? Yeah, and it is... (laughs) I mean, it's it's a scene straight out of a horror movie. It really is. Just watching down it, because you've got your headlamp or your flashlight or whatever, so just right around you is illuminated, and it just slowly flayed, fades out to complete darkness. Well, and I remember they, you know, they took us down in the first, when we first got there, to show us where everyone was working. Yeah. And that was around the the morgue. Uh-huh. I remember, like, it's like a labyrinth down there. It really is. You, you could get lost. I mean, I remember, like, actively trying to memorize the way out as we were going in, because it was long dark hallways Mm -hmm. well and i remember trying to stay close to the rest of the group Uh and people would start to spread out a little bit and then they'd all shrink back together and Uh then they'd spread out a little bit and then they'd shrink back together far enough (laughs) (laughs) yeah you could quickly start to feel the weight the more like the further away that you got from the group it just got more and more claustrophobic yeah very much so I think the IT room was about the farthest we wandered by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Rita and her husband were over there with us, too, so we weren't completely alone. No, but they weren't, like, with us. Mm. They were, uh, there was a wall that was windows, and I think we could see their light on the other side, but we were oh, That was creepy, ourselves. too. That was, like, horror movie imagery also, <laughs> seeing a dusty flashlight through. Yeah two or three different panes of windows it was definitely an experience i took tons of pictures that i can post on our reapers creepers page for you guys to look at i'm glad we got to go though i am too but i would never do it again no no i do remember at the when everybody was starting to leave at the end of the day the lady that kind of helps take care of it. She didn't. She doesn't own it, but I think she just is a family friend. They were talking about trying to make it a haunted house attraction to oh, like I earn funds. That. Yeah, we were, we were in like, October. Whenever we we're cleaning this place up, I remember thinking like that is such a bad idea. Well, so there's so much liability. They would have to do a ton of work just to get <laughs> over the liability hurdles. But like I said, we were in the beginning of October. Most haunted houses take all year yeah, to get no, ready for it this was, one month. It was definitely an unrealistic goal, but I just remember thinking like of all the broken glass everywhere mm-hmm. and you know coming up on something and not knowing it's there and getting hurt. But also, they couldn't keep people out. People yeah. kept breaking back into the new barriers they would put up. Part of the reason that it was the, the cleaning times were a month apart from each other was because we had to get APD out there to clear the building of vagrants yeah. before we could go in there. Yeah. As a safety measure. 
So if they, I told them that they definitely did not have time to do a haunted house attraction because <laughs> they were trying to ask for my help. But I said, if you were going to do anything, I would do a haunted tour. But again, there is a ton of glass. There's a ton of actual cleanup that would need to happen still. Um, and then the cleanup was slow. Yeah. I mean, there was only maybe 12 people that came to help. Which is a decent amount of people. But the we building's have, huge. The building is huge. And we had like big 50 gallon uh, trash cans and we would just fill it up. But then you have to drag it all the way back out wherever well, you are and dump it and bring it back. And we only had permission to use certain dumpsters. Mm-hmm. They were having to load them on a trailer. Mm-hmm. It uh, would have been super cool to just do a haunted tour, though. It would have been. It would have taken so much work. It would have. But I was like, I don't know if you could get people to sign a liability that if you they get cut, it's not our fault. They could have done a haunted tour through that admin wing because we did get that completely clean. Yeah. That was a lot of work, too. They ultimately didn't end up doing any of that. but I believe the uh, there was some weird stuff with the deed. And I don't know how the church group ended up with it. But it, it has changed hands since. Uh, they were wanting to clean it up to turn it into like a homeless shelter Mm -hmm. but i don't know if the city got a hold of the property now someone else has the property now and they're it's going to be a senior living facility Mm -hmm. yep at least part of the building not the whole building honestly in my opinion it'd be easier to tear it down and rebuild on the lot than to clean it up i mean it would probably be faster but I don't feel like there's any major structure issues besides where the copper fire was in the auditorium. Yeah, but you also don't know where there's copper pipes and copper wires missing in the building. That's true. And That's to true. Re- replace all as much glass as you'd have to replace, you might as well just rebuild it. That's a good point. That would just be such a shame because the architecture of it, like the outside anyway, still looks just as good as it did before minus broken windows yeah but the actual structure of it looks good i just don't think i don't think it would be cost effective Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier to trash and rebuild than it is to restore that's true that's true but i don't know they i don't know that they've announced like physical plans they've just said we're gonna make this a senior living facility i think it just recently like in the last couple of months, I think has so. been determined what they're going to do. But it says part of the 565,000 square foot abandoned hospital will eventually be turned into affordable living spaces for senior citizens. Which is cool. Uh, one of the There's another hospital that's been changed to that in town that is oh, also yes. creepy looking from the outside. The old Northwest Hospital. That original location is where my dad was born, <laughs> and it's creepy walking by or driving by, by it as well. Our our uh, goblins better not stick us in some creepy ass nursing home. <laughs> Depends on if you give them enough fruit roll ups or not. I guess <laughs> <laughs> there like, was nah, fam. I'm living with you. <laughs> <laughs> there was one night where. It was just me and both goblins, and we were driving past it, and Goblin 1 started freaking out. I think we had stopped at the stoplight that was just east of the building, so we weren't right in front of it just yet. But we were stopped for a second, and you could see it from the windows Mm -hmm. for sure. 
but we weren't talking about anything creepy. I'm pretty sure we were just listening to the radio, just hanging out. Um, but he was freaking out and he was like, monster, monster, mommy, there's a monster. There's a monster. Popo got to get it. Popo got to get yeah. it. That was super weird because I, well, I mean, he was freaking out all of a sudden. And so I was trying to figure out what was going on to cause him to freak out. But whenever I looked in the rearview mirror and saw that he was looking and pointing out his window to the St. Anthony's Hospital, I was like, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> and I, we just tootled along and watched cartoons when we got home. <laughs> yeah. I'm always afraid to look at the windows driving by it. That's whenever I feel the pool that I mentioned. And I don't, it's all, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it definitely feels like somebody is pulling you mm-hmm. towards it. But in a bad way. Yeah. I I choose not to even look at it as I drive by anymore. Yeah. It's almost like looking at the windows and thinking that something's going to pop up in front of that window any Mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. And it's like that intensity just builds until it finally does appear and you see it. Just got to lift that veil a little. (laughs) Yeah. That was a cool one, though. It was... It was something. And I would like to go through more places like that, but mm, I don't know. Like, I always think of going through the old abandoned mental hospitals and stuff. Yeah. But I can only imagine the negativity from the brutality oh, yeah. that those places delivered. Ooh, would be bad. Yeah, I, I will, I'll watch uh, documentary. I'll let other people do it, and I'll watch the camera feed. See, I, I know a lot of people talk shit on Ghost Adventures. I love ghost adventures. I love them just walking through it in the daylight and the history behind it. I like it. that part of the show. I think that is so cool, even though they're goofy. I know. I like that. Once they do the investigation, I think they're kind of lame, but. <laughs> they're like, oh, man, that's a extremely spooky, dangerous situation. Aaron, how about you go over there by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sit over here and watch you from the cameras yeah. in the van. <laughs> I love it though. That's oh, that's my favorite show to take a nap to. Also, <laughs> it's good sleeping TV. What's wrong with you? That's what mom always had it on during nap time. I don't know. It just is. That's what's wrong with you. Yeah, blame her. It's not one thing. It's your mother. Isn't it? <laughs> love you, mom. <laughs> but yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I'm ever going back in. <laughs> Yeah. Well, as soon as I told you about feeling the pool to it, you were like, not doing that again. Yep. yep. <laughs> Red flag. I I don't put my foot down a lot, but I put my foot down. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. We want to hear your spooky stories. Yeah. Send those to us. You can send them on our, through our Facebook page. Uh, we have an email address that I don't know the address to. It is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. Yeah, so you can send stories there. We also have a TikTok and an Instagram. So make sure you're following us on all the places and tell all your friends about us. Yeah. We, w- we want to have a very large Reapers Creepers family. So spread the word. And I really want to do the TikTok trends, like the dances and stuff. So y'all got to talk Tanner yeah. into it. Well, <laughs> I'll do it. We just haven't got around to it. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye.